Um, good, good evening, everyone. Um, and as ever, we'll start by finding out what our um, presenters are drinking tonight. Brent, I hear you've something, got something extremely exciting. Yeah, I have a water, but it is an <laughs> Optimus Prime Slurpee cup, so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> I thought water, I thought water was just the thing you use when you're really tired on a bike. Yeah, well, I'm really tired on a bike this week all the time, James. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, how about you, Chris? Um, I've got a whiskey, whiskey tasting later, so I'm reacquainting myself with uh, Stag Junior bourbon. I'm going to be pouring later on tonight, and uh, 130 proof, so I'm getting getting a kick in the teeth right now. Yeah, I bet. Um, I have a bottle of Castellori Chianti. Been um, drifting away from the Malbec recently, which can only mean bad things. Um, but um, on to the um, Herd Summer Racing League this weekend. Um, and we are closing out our summer season with a simple TT dash up the road to Sky Route at 17.602 kilometers in length. And with 1,045 meters of elevation, it's a lot easier than Ventop. Drafting is turned off and all riders in the same category start at the same time. Think about your bike selection and try to get to the top first. So, gentlemen, what are we going to be riding on? Well, Chris and I both did it today, so I can tell you that I rode the Bridgestone with the Roval Alpinist wheels. Um, I don't I don't know if that was the fastest choice. What? It'll, they what? would have been... Close. I don't have the uh, the fastest bikes yet because I burned all my drops on a Cervelo S5 <laughs> during uh, HCC. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, how about you, Chris? Um, what, what frame did you run with? I went with the specialized Athos. 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 Yeah. Um, paired that with the with the Roval wheels, um, and just kind of spun my way to the top. Got it over with. Yeah. So talking wheels and frames so the, the two the, the fastest um, wheels and frame set for climbing um so we have the, the roval alpinist clx for wheels um and you need to be level 32 to unlock it and it's 135,000 drops and the frame um, as chris uses for specialized ethos s works um which you need to be da, 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 da. Why doesn't this website say which level you need to be? But um, you need to be a certain level. <laughs> See if I can pull it up. <laughs> um, alternative wheels. Um, you've got the um, Zip 353s, which are seven seconds slower. And the NV SES 3.4, also second, seven seconds slower. And in terms of the frames, um, you can have really anything from the um, Specialized Atomic Pro, Cannondale Evo, Bridgestone Anchor, RS9, um, Overtrack and Monda, and Pinarello Dogma F, which are about um, between 8 and 10 seconds slower. Um, Chris, you managed to find out what level we need to be to get the um, specialized. Uh, efforting. I'll 30, come back 34. To you. There you go. 34. Okay. So, um, basically, as long as you choose one of those frames, you're going to be one of the quickest up the hill. Um, all being well. So, let's have a look at... Actually, no, before we do that, um, guys, how did it go? Brent, you finished first, so you go ahead and, and go first. Sure. It, it went pretty well for me. So, the first thing that um, I have to thank Chris for is he reminded me that 
it's a it was a an ITT and the draft was off because I was chasing like the lead group off the front and I couldn't figure out why they kept pulling away from me down the hill into the dirt until Chris is like, oh, there's no drafting on this. So remember, there's no draft. Just ride your race from the start. <laughs> um, other than that, it went good. I, I, I was a little off my personal best. I was like just over 54 up the Alp. Um, although, well, we'll talk about it maybe in a bit of things that annoyed me, but like Zwift Power showed inaccurate information for um, the segment stuff and your power up it. So that kind of threw me for a bit of a loop, but um, pretty good for a week when I've done a lot of riding. So I was about six up the hill. Chart Ofringa, and I'm going to butcher that name. Sorry, Chart. Um, we were like probably six to eight seconds apart the whole way up the hill, just going at it the whole way. He ended up probably beating by 12 seconds or some at the top. So that was a really good race. And it was always good to see another herd person from the HCC out there. Um, to kind of pace you and motivate you up the hill. Great. And how about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't going after any PRs today or PBs. Um, coming off of HCC, my goal was just to kind of get up this and claw back a few points from some of my lower-performing uh, races over HSRL, which I did. I think I finished... Uh, I was 10th across the line, so I got a few more points in the bag for overall standing, so that's good. Um, it, it takes me a while to kind of get going on, on the Alp. Like I treat everything up until like Dutch corner as a warm up, essentially just kind of peg it at, um, at 3.2, um, being, being a, a, a more ample gentleman in terms of cycling. Um, I have to kind of like spin up on those sections where it's only five or 6% where it's leading into a short ramp of like 12 to 14. So I tried to do that as much as I could, um, to save some seconds. There's a really good section, like between turns, like 13 to 12 and then 11, where it has a bunch of those. Um, so I tried to claw back some time there and just, I gave it full gas from turns two in and, and managed to catch somebody on the line and move up a spot. So, so it was good. I'm happy. Effort. Have you been um, reading from the um, Steve Pritchard book of um, the warm-up starts from the first half of a race? Mm. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to the Alp, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I explode if I go right at it from the from the base. Yeah, I, I'm I'm generally the complete opposite. Um, I will basically pick a number and just try and hold it from bottom to top. Um, if I've chosen the right number, that's achievable. Um, if I've been a bit too optimistic, I'm definitely going to blow up halfway around, um, which which happened a couple of times this week. Um, <laughs> but, yep, so I'm, I'm going to give it a go, I, th I think, tomorrow lunchtime, and we'll see how that goes. Um, I want to try and get my first sub-50, which basically means I need to hold four as a kilo for 50 minutes. So that'll be, um, obviously, a very enjoyable experience, and um, I certainly cannot wait. Um, in terms of the other events we've got coming up this week, um, so we've got our very, very, very last um, Herd Summer Racing League event, um, which is obviously we're talking about the uh, Road Sky Time Trial. Um, on Sunday and Monday, um, we, we have the Herd of Mountain Goats, um, which is a single lap of the Muir and the Mountain Route, which is... To the best of my knowledge, um, two times up um, Titans Grove Reverse and once up the Epic Forwards might be Reverse. It's 
one of those two. Um, but that's got 940 metres of climbing in, so it will be a lot of fun, no doubt. Um, we have the Herd She Race, um, our ladies-only category racing series, which is on a Saturday and Sunday. Um, that is the second of our shorter races, um, which is a single lap of Greater London Flat, which will include the 5km lead-in um, and is around about 20 kilometers with not a great amount of climbing. Um, we finish the God knows what series of Stampede um, with uh, two laps of TikTok on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. And then we move on to Wednesday and Thursday where we'll finish the series of the Bullseye um, with eight laps of LaGuardia Loop Reverse. And on that series you score points for your position at the end of a lap in your category. Each lap with double points available on the final lap. Um, Guys, are you looking to take part in any of those events at all? I might do the bullseye. That was fun on the in the HCC, so I might jump into that one. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think there was um, a, a lot of good feedback about bullseye because um, in HCC, a lot of people did it that hadn't tried it before and, and thought it was a load of fun. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be there for Stampede Monday, James. Yeah, lovely flat route. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> I think, And that's the last one of this round of Stampede, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. And um, you'll be very glad to hear that Kev can't make the evening slot. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doing Sunday evening instead. Um, oh, no. So we've still got his time to uh, look up to and admire and think, oh, do you know what? If, if I had another 100 watts in me, I might be able to challenge that. Right. And is the LaGuardia <laughs> loop, is that the one that ends... Like on the regular uphill of like the Central Park one, like on the hill, like the eight percent are coming up. Um, so it's the Lagardia Loop Reverse. Um, so it's the bottom loop, not including any of the blue glossy roads. Um, but it's the, the uphill sprint rather than the downhill one. Yeah, yeah, that's that'll be very similar to Queens Highway at that finish. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And that, that, that Queen's Highway sprint feels an awful lot longer than it should do. But I think the um, Lugardia Loop Reverse one is much shorter, but obviously like when, when you're talking bullseye, you've got no idea when any of your competitors are going to go. So it's a bit like a sprint finish at the end of a race. Um, but some, like Orjan and Lovedale, um, like to go early, and by early I mean sort of five, 600 metres, um, whereas most people are probably happier doing sort of 200 metre sprints, so, and that can, that can vary each lap, so it keeps the racing exciting. Uh, it does, I was get back into the bullseye format, I, and I don't know if we're due up to talk about the HCC, but it was a, it's a really good segue to, into it. It was a great experience seeing everybody out there on the bullseye course and really reinvigorated my interest in that format. Great. So we, we are going to talk about the HCC um, or the yeah. Herd Club Championship, which was basically four events. We had three laps of Chain Chomper, a single climb up Bentop. We had Volcano Climb After Party. And then we finished off with eight laps of Queen's Highway. General feedback has been, oh my god, that was absolutely hideous. When can we do it again? <laughs> well, yep. I agree with the hideous and do it again, but like, I, I think I mentioned, I guess it was Chris or Brian, like that's a once every six month feat, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, 
I when when I put the roots together, I thought, okay, this is going to be hard, but it's not going to be impossible. And Chain Chomper was fine. Then Top was hard, but then I had absolutely nothing for the last two races, and I I, I just so um, the third event for me was Stampede. So that was um, Volcanic Climb After Party. In a Stampede, I would normally hold two sixty two seventy watts. Um, I, I I couldn't even get to two fifty. I, I just couldn't put the power down. And in in, in Bullseye, I started off okay, um, but within like five minutes, I dropped the group and had nothing um, apart from a very very angry sprint on lap seven. Um, <laughs> and I, I I had nothing at all. Um, I I just couldn't sustain power, um, which is really demoralising. Um, but I need to get better at recovery, I guess. Um, and I, I, I think there are a few guys who, who suffered a bit with um, recovering after Ventop, but I, I, I think I, I bombed out quite badly more than most people, which probably means I went too hard on Ventop. And if we do it again, maybe I need to be a little bit more sensible and holding something back rather than absolutely going for it. But with 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 then top, I, I knew it was my best chance to score big points, so I went as hard as I possibly could, not thinking that actually I'm gonna have absolutely nothing the day after and the extra points that I gained I lost in the next two races. Yep. Yeah, and that was a great plan. You got maximum points on Ventop. Um I did the opposite knowing that there's no way I was gonna do that. That's I'm not a climber. So I left a lot in the bag. Um, I was un- even unsure how how you were scoring Ben Top, so I didn't even worry about it. I just kind of made my way to the top. Um, but I left some some efforts in the account for the next two days, and um, looks like we finished level on points, you and I, James. So that means we have to have a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that was the most interesting part of the exercise was kind of the multi-day stuff because I mean I added in another three-quarter effort or whatever on chain chomper with a technical, so I really would have liked to have had that extra day off before Ventura. Oh, that's know. right. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know how much that affected my Ventop having done like three quarters of a chain chomper on Friday and then a full chain chomper on Saturday at five a.m. and then done a Ventop at eight a.m. on a Sunday like that that might have been part of the issue i don't know i'm also so, just hate that route <laughs> i i was okay after train chomper um my my experience of that that route was the first lap was absolutely brutal um and i got dropped by the front group on the first temple climb so it was the second of the two climbs um and after that it wasn't too bad it was more of a sort of i guess um, probably zone two going down the hill and then tempo for the rest apart from on the sprints for climbs, but there was a good amount of recovery in there. Whereas Ventop was just 79 minutes of high threshold. So I found recovering from Chain Chomper fine, um, but after Ventop, absolutely nothing whatsoever. But obviously I didn't do Chain Chomper twice. <laughs> And James, yeah, what's yeah. the what's the feedback been maybe from uh, some of the D category riders? Are next time we do this, next time you organize this, are you looking at doing fewer laps on some of these shorter routes? Or so the feedback from the guys in D that did it are has generally been, 
I'm so pleased I managed to do this. But okay. I, I also do feel that, it, like, you know, anything up to sort of three hours of climbing on a bike when you've got to go and do an event the next day is, is really, really hard. Um, yeah. And I'm already planning the next one, which I think realistically will probably be January, February, um, and is going to have to fit in between ZRL seasons assuming we get like a two three week break if we get a three week break i'll probably do it in the second week um but i'm looking at potential of um seven individual time trials in seven days but all at like a max of 30 kilometers um but also toying with the idea of bonus seconds um so just so it's not a series that's just for those who are really good at time trialing, um, we'll, we'll have sprints and um, KOMs where if you do well in those, you'll get to claw a lot of time back. Um, and also, with it being a time trial, it, it negates the advantage that you might have from doing a quieter race. So with HSRL and Bullseye, if you entered a, a quiet race, you're going to score really well, e even if you might not be one of the best races across um, the herd field. Um, and I, I'm absolutely not saying anyone did that on purpose because it's in, it comes entirely down to circumstances. And any, anyone that did all four, all four events, I absolutely salute you. Um, but th there are advantages to be had from the, the quieter races. So by, by doing it as um, time trials without drafts, um, it then becomes your overall time across all the events. Um, and, and you can win some bonus seconds by doing well in the sprints and the climbs. Um, but I, I, whilst the, the four event setup was very challenging, I think it was a bit much, especially for the lower categories. Yeah, I was just concerned maybe, especially event top and then having to stack some some of those, you know, chain chomper, three laps. Mm -hmm. Queen's Highway, what did we do? Six, eight, I forget. Eight. Um, Eight, eight laps of that. Um, just thought it might be a little too much for the, the D folks, but yeah, sounds like a good good format you have moving forward. Did you already build out the spreadsheet for that nightmare <laughs> that you're trying to do? Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> not, not yet. I might leave it a couple of months. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that that's absolutely not, nothing set in stone at all, just ideas at this stage. Um, want to talk briefly about Swift Academy. Um, and I don't know a massive amount about it, um, so what I refer to now may be absolutely rubbish. Um, but basically, the concept is do um, a bunch of workouts, um, a couple of re recovery rides, and on either side of that, um, you have you start off with your baseline. So there's basically um, two routes that um, you would do that on. Um, I can't remember their exact names at the moment, but um, the the shorter one has Titan's Reverse, I think it's Watopia Sprint, and then Volcano Climb, and it finishes at the, uh, the summit of Volcano Climb. The other one is Titan's Reverse, um, Watopia Sprint, and Epic Reverse. So but basically the concept is that you set your times on the sprint with two climbs, um and you then do um oh um in between those climbs you'll just be sort of tootling around at a really gentle pace trying to recover as much as you can for the next one um then you do a bunch of workouts 
and um, a couple of recovery rides. I think six workouts, two recovery rides. Um, and then you'll do the route that you did on the first one to see if you've improved your times at all. Um, or either you two entertaining the idea of going through this hell. I'm signed up. I just uh, I haven't done any of it yet because I th- like it started. Did it not like three days before HCC? Yeah, give or take. I, yeah. So uh, I'm signed up. It's got the little logo on the thing telling me I should do some things, and I haven't done anything yet. But I haven't. So I'll try and squeeze it in here. Try and get a bunch of it done before ZRL starts, and then work out the end bits mm-hmm. around ZRL. Yeah, I, I, I was looking at doing the baseline on Wednesday. Um, so it's after Stampede, gives me a day recovery, and then have a go at those hills. And then maybe do the first workout on Thursday, um, then a bit of recovery, and then we move on to the next series. Um, but yeah, no, um, I, 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 I like the concept behind um, how your performance is measured rather than just um, pure FTP. So you, you're looking at something time-based, which I think is a nice idea. Yeah, I've never uh, done... Sorry, go ahead. No, you first, you first. I've never done Zwift Academy Road. I've just done the Zwift Academy try last year, so I don't have any prior experience with it, but um, I'll be curious to see how it goes. I've never finished one. Um, I generally do a couple of the workouts, but normally i'd be doing like two or three races a week and i I just couldn't fit enough of them in how about you go chris i did uh, i did the orientation ride and i was thinking of steve the whole time because he's always on he's banging his shoe on the table about how zwift needs an in-game tutorial and needs to be a video game and that was kind of what the orientation ride was yeah so i was thinking of him um they think they did a really good job with that so if they They've got the framework there. They can, they can make that tutorial for every new Zwifter that, that gets born into this metaverse. Um, whether or not they choose to do that, um, because it would make perfect sense, who knows, but um, it's there. But yeah, timing was shit with HCC starting. Um, yeah. You know, her obviously my priority. I'm not getting a pro contract out of this, so it would just be kind of like for shits and giggles, just to see how it shakes out, but um, can we, like, start up at any time and do the baseline ride at our leisure at this point, or? So, um, I think you have to do the baseline ride whilst the Academy's still running, but I believe okay. I believe the workouts will be available after everything's finished, because that, that's how I've done it um, in the past. Um, okay. So the workouts still be there, and, and and to be honest, I'm similar to you. Um, I'm genuinely not expecting any improvement from this, um, but I think it'll be fun to give it a go. Yeah, and and sure. I, I I like doing absolutely brutal workouts. And from what yeah. I've heard from other people, there's a couple of absolutely brutal workouts in there. Well, that's because you're the bringer of misery, James. That, that, so. that, that is my uh, middle name. So um, we move on to our favourite um, segment. Um, what has Zwift done to annoy us this week? Now, um, Chris and Brent, this is what Zwift has done, not what James has done. I'll go with um, it's it's close enough to Zwift related in that. So I went to go do the Alp today, and I went to my Zwift Power account. And I looked up segments, and Road to Sky said that my PB was at 261 watts. And I'd just done a 
time trial at at 280 watts for about 50 some odd minutes up the whatever what after party KOM after or volcano after party. So I was like, well, this should be easy to go 280, and I did about 281 or 282 today, and I was like 45 seconds off my PB, and I was like, what the hell? So I go look back, and the day that I did that prior race, I'd averaged over 280 watts. So I don't know what the hell is wrong with the stupid segment tracker in Zwift Power, but it buggered me up today. Hmm. Or at least gave me a false sense of security. <laughs> One of the things about segment tracker as well is that it's probably not the solution to your problem. Um, if you just uh, if, if the race organizer just selects a road to sky course, it generally doesn't record the actual KOM time because... Um, as we've um, spoken about in the past, um, I never run primes where the finish of that prime is also the finish line. So the road to sky route is 17.601 kilometers. Um, I always set the distance as uh, 17.602. So it actually does give you your KOM time on Swift Power. Um, but that's probably not the solution <laughs> to your problem. I, I have absolutely no idea why... It was recording the data incorrectly. Well, and I so I after I had realized that because of course I'm looking at my time, going, God, how come I'm 45 seconds slower? Like I was mm. a half kilo heavier, but 45 seconds when I thought I'd put on 20 watts, I was like, that math doesn't work out. And when I went and looked, it was during mountain goats or something. I'd done 284 watts, so I was like, oh, <laughs> well, I don't understand why this thing is telling me I did X time at Y watts when I can see the file in a different spot from the exact same program and showing two different numbers. So anyway, be wary if you're looking up your uh, PBs on certain segments in Zwift Power, they may not be as accurate for the power reading as you might have hoped. So important lesson, ignore Zwift Power, use Strava. Yep. How about you, Chris? Um, well, going back to the HCC, um, that, that was a great event. It, I, I think congratulations are in order for you for putting that on, for all the time slaving over the spreadsheets and getting the results out for everybody and giving us kind of a, a proper forum to come together um, to race each other and, and get out there and kind of a celebration of our club, which was fun. Um, but I guess what annoys me is how heavily Zwift relies on you and people like you out there doing race organizing duties um, just out of the kindness of your heart and because it's a, a passion project for you. Um, you know, without this group and without you organizing the racing stuff and all the friendships that I've made, I don't know if I'd still be on Zwift during the summer months. So they're gaining real monetary value out of your efforts and your work and all the other race organizers out there. And I don't think that goes properly recognized or rewarded. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, that seems like a big miss on Zwift's part. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. Um, but on, on, on the same side of things, I don't have to do this. Um, other race organizers don't have to do it. They've elected to do it knowing that... It's entirely voluntary, that there's no monetary reward or anything like that. And if Zwift just wanted to, they could just run their own events. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a fair point. Um, there, there are a lot of people that put um, an awful lot of time and effort into running these things that Zwift don't really recognize other than, well, I don't even say thank you, to be honest. So 
God knows. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, James. Thank you for all that you do. I know it's been said over and over again, especially this last week, but um, it's important. Thank you for everything that you do. Uh, you're absolutely more than welcome. Um, in, in terms of what Swift has done this week to annoy me, I, I think it's really what I've done to myself that annoys me. Um, <laughs> then, then top killed me in ways that I haven't been killed for a very, very, very long time. Um, I, I was expecting to have a bad stampede um, the day after Bentop, and that happened. Um, but I, I genuinely thought if, if I had a, a really gentle ride on Tuesday, which I did, um, I think I averaged about 1.5 over 30 kilometers, I thought I'd be okay for Bullseye. I, I, I was not okay for Bullseye. I was still <laughs> a, an absolute mess, um, and, and I was so angry. I, I, I put out my all-time best 15 and 30 second sprints. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, 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 to the extent that Ange Quapper um, posted on Facebook going, James Bailey, what the hell did you do to go that fast? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just had to get really, really pissed off. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we saw like, the point where you uh, pulled the ripcord. Um, I saw you on the riders list, and you went from whatever, whatever your output was, you know, high threes, low fours to seemed like it cut to like one eight all of a sudden and then you were gone yeah no i mean um so i i'm trying to think where it happened so we we, we finished the lead in i was there um went down the hill after the lead and then the hill up and I, I i just couldn't hold power to stay with the group um and i just decided i'd watch brent's race and just keep on pedaling to the end and had a had a little go at one of the sprints when you guys had all finished you got to watch chris and matt destroy me on their long attacks (laughs) (laughs) just uh i i mean it kind of worked out for me because i think matt ended up beating me by about 15 points but i think i finished in front of you chris but um you did yeah i wasn't sprinting for the banner i was sprinting to stay with the group after the banner or i would have been further down on points I actually finished in front of Origin. I'm sure, like it doesn't go 10 deep. I we were both behind the 10th place. Like there were some crazy fast sprinters in that bullseye. Let's make no bones about yeah. it. Aside from uh, like the herd guys, but like Andy Gardner and those guys who are in there racing. I mean, those guys drop big power. Like when Origin and Mark aren't winning every lap, like that was a that was a hard bullseye in any other week, never mind in the HCC week. So I think I think um, one, one of the funniest things for me was. Um, I, I don't know if it was Andy Gardner, but one of the uh, Setonia guys um, just before the race went, "Wow, there's a lot of people in here today." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, that's probably the fastest, hardest bullseye I've ever done because it was like murderer's row every sprint around the thing. Mm-hmm. And I did even. I mean, it, it was funny because like Origin is the master of like sitting on the back and then coming through to the front. And on the first lap, he didn't make it. And he, I think he finished right behind me, like just half wheel off me because mm-hmm. he he'd waited too long. And there was like, usually there's not that much of a fast front group for the kind of mid sprinters like me to hang with. Yeah. And uh, he um, I think he left it a little late because I was able to keep a wheel all the way into the finish and finish like in 11th. And he ended up finishing in 12th. But he wasn't anticipating that there was going to be like 10 guys who could all sprint that fast. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's definitely been a really fun series. And um, I've, I've, I've genuinely enjoyed putting on, sp- spending 10 hours on a spreadsheet, maybe not the most enjoyable thing in the entire world, but 
Um, it's I generally take pleasure from other people having fun. So from from that side of things, it's been great. Um, and but the, the turnout and the number of people that have done all four events, when you consider what they were, has, has been brilliant. And the four guys in D that did all four events are absolute superheroes, and I salute them. And a lot of people on Discord too. That was great to see. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, across all categories, so it was good to see hear some new voices on there. And then it, it was kind of a stunner when Brent and I did the early race, and it was just the two of us in in Discord, you know, just just chatting with each other. But it was it was really nice to have a full room. So yeah, keep it up. Everybody. Yeah, definitely, and I, I think especially. Um... I don't think it's that busy on the Chain Chomper one, um, but definitely then Top Verifurvus um, and also Stampede and Bullseye, there was um, a good um, Discord crowd, which was really nice to see, because we haven't had that for ages. We used, we used to, um, especially like the what's now Race uh, race 4 for HSRL, we used to get like sort of 10, 15 people on Discord for that race, and it was great. Um, and, and they might come back in the winter, um, and I sincerely hope they do. Um, but yeah, no, it, I mean, <laughs> even if it was just a lot of heavy breathing, and occasionally, <laughs> I've got eight kilometers to go, I'm nearly halfway. <laughs> um, it, it, it was really good fun. It was. Um, totally agree. So hopefully um, we'll get something in the pipeline again for probably January, February, um, depending on when the um, ZRL series are, because we're not doing that in the middle of one of those. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but um, unless any of you chaps have anything else to add, I think we are pretty much done. Well, not to kick it any further, but do we have an update on ZRL for the herd teams? Do we want to um, Registrations closing this weekend, and at that point, um, we will start nominating captains and take it from there. Um, so, basically, um, the category coordinators in each of these zones will um, get in touch with team captains, let them know who's in their team, and um, then the team captains will get in touch with all of their team members and get everyone together, and they'll will be good to go. First race on the 28th of September. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. And uh, I can't remember who said it, but really, <laughs> after you've done HCC, ZRL is going to be an absolute breeze. <laughs> you got like 30-odd kilometer races with barely any climbing after having done Chain Chomper, Vent Top, Volcano Climb After Party, and eight laps of uh, Queen's Highway in the space of six days. I think we're going to be okay. Right. No excuses, everybody. <laughs> None at all. So um, hope to see you all out there. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, thanks, Chris. Thanks, thanks, Brent. And we will be back. Actually, we may not be back next week because next week we start the um, Herd Winter Racing Series, which is an all-category mass start series. Um, races generally 20 kilometers or less. So you're probably looking... I'm going, to, I'm going to say B pace around 30 to 40 minutes. Um, season D is probably more like um, 40 to 50, maybe slightly longer. Um, but we're going to bring back our live commentary streams, hopefully. Although Craig is on holiday for a couple of weeks, so that might come a bit later. So we might do Pink Tron for another two weeks. 
if we don't do Pinktron on our normal Friday slot, I believe we're hoping to do a ZRL Pinktron. Um, so we'll chat about the, uh, the ZRL routes coming up, um, where we think you can save time, talk about bike selections, we always do, and talk about what we're drinking. Um, but given it's on a Tuesday, it might be um, the same water that Brent's drinking, although hopefully not the same water, but water. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I've waffled enough. Um, so th- thanks guys um love to have your company yet again and hope to speak to you all soon thanks very much for listening thanks james good night thanks james have a good weekend